0: be more persistent and he was. This agency was growing, growing, growing and in 2014 they they turned on a SaaS product did a small venture round for about 3 million bucks raised additional 6 million recently so 9 million total raised. Smart Assistant is basically helping uh, folks whether it's online or banks etc. have conversations and do kind of need based or questions based selling and support with folks. uh, Scaling and making teams significantly more efficient. They've got a team of 100 people uh, based between New York City, London, Poland, Austria and other remote locations. Over 100 customers paying normal. North of 10 grand per month. So, well, north of 12 million bucks in AR, but south of 50. They hope to cross that maybe in the next couple of quarters, growing 100 to 200% year over year. So, healthy growth. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Marcus Linder. He's the chief executive officer and co-founder of Smart Assistant, the leading global technology provider for digital advice and guided selling technologies for online retailers, manufacturers, and service providers. Over the last 11 years, under Marcus's guidance, the company has grown internationally with offices at several locations in three continents. Marcus, are you ready to take us to the top? Very excited. Looking Okay. For Good. You have a new title. Tell us about the new title and what prompted the change.
1: Yeah, I'm now uh, president and CMO of the company. So we decided to uh, bring a new CEO on board, like an external, very experienced uh, CEO, because Uh, We see a huge opportunity and we're growing like crazy. And at the same time, none of us, to be honest, had a proper job before founding Smart Assistant. And now was really the right time to bring some professional management into the company. And uh, that's why I'm from now on serving as president and CMO.
0: I want to talk more about how you kind of made that transition a smooth one a little later in the interview. But first, take us to the top, right? Smart Assistant. What do you guys do and how do you make money?
1: So Smart Assistant is uh, a a software-as-a-service solution that allows brands and retailers to build and optimize intelligent sales assistants. So our uh, software would do the job that millions of great salespeople do out there every day, figuring out what your needs are, what your requirements are, then recommend the right product, explain why there's a great fit. And, you know, allow you to take choices. So, just to give an example, if you today want to buy uh, an, an, a new mattress uh, and you're not an expert in mattresses, you would really struggle online to figure out hey, do I need a um, form, form mattress, latex mattress? But what Smart Assistant does, it engages with you, would ask you questions like do you sleep on the back, on the side, on the front? Uh, what's your weight? Do you suffer from allergies? And then map that those needs onto the right product um, features and recommend the right products to you. And we do that uh, not only on websites, but also through chatbot, on, on Facebook Messenger, or even through voice on virtual assistants like
0: Alexa or Google Home. So it's almost question-based selling, especially for e-commerce products.
1: Yeah, I would say a need-based selling, but it's not only for e-commerce products. So Our customers are banks, our customers are telcos, our customers are retailers, brands. So it's a very broad set because if you think about it, we as consumers, we need to every day we take choices in so many domains and we are confronted with a huge amount of choices. And at the same time, we are expected to almost become an expert within each and every of those domains before we can choose that obviously uh, leads to a lot of abandonment. People don't buy stuff at all. They go. So, Marcus, off-market. just
0: to be clear though, all your kind of questions you're asking your, or your needs you're identifying, it's, the goal is to drive to a sale. In other words, you're not doing like customer support for a bank with automated chatbots.
1: Uh, yes, we do that as well. So, we have a marketing product, we have a commerce and sales product, and you can use Smart Assistant for customer service as well for guided troubleshooting like, hey, I have a problem with my card. What's the problem? Lost, stolen, rejected. Which country are you in? Then it guides you to a solution. So it's digital advice.
0: Okay, got it. And and walk me through, give me a sense of kind of what the average customer is paying you for this product per month.
1: Uh, That's a difficult to answer question because uh, you can start with smart assistant free of charge. So we have a freemium uh, product that allows small brands, retailers to start completely free of charge. And, um, our large customers, you know, uh, it goes up into the millions, so it's um, difficult. Yeah, to, uh, I understand.
0: The, I understand the nuance, but we're short on time, and I don't want to go down every customer cohort. Just give me a, I mean, a general average. Are we talking hundred bucks a month, ten thousand bucks a month? Generally, what are folks paying per month? No, it's it's, it's right on off of debt.
1: So, uh, multiple ten to hundred thousand and more uh, per month.
0: Okay, 10, 10 to one hundred thousand per month. So, very much in the enterprise space. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, and then walk me through some of the, the, the backstory here. What year did you launch the company in? Sorry, say that again? What year did you launch the company in?
1: Uh, when, so when we launched the company, correct. Yeah. We launched the company, uh, back in 2006 as an agency, uh, building and optimizing, uh, guided selling solutions for our customers. So we, uh, really hard-coded those solutions. And about four years ago, we uh, decided when we got the first investors in, we decided to really make a software as a service platform out of it, allow our customers to build and optimize those advisors uh, instead of always us being the ones who have to build and optimize those advisors. And uh, since then, uh,
0: things move into the very right direction. So you raised four years ago, that was would have been in 2014. How much did you raise?
1: So we raised about uh, three million dollars from angel investors, uh, the original founders of SAP um, Hybris. So Hybris is, is an e-commerce platform that got sold to SAP for one point five billion dollars, and um, their uh, former CEO and a couple of folks around him uh, invested into us. And, and Marcus, their, was that a, was that a convertible note or was it actual equity? That was that was equity, and that was over multiple seed rounds, and. Um, uh, so sixteen, seventeen we got uh, a VC on board, uh, UK, us based, uh, VC, uh, we did a $6 million,
0: uh, dollar round. So to date you raised 9 million total. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and then, uh, give me a sense of kind of what you've scaled to in terms of customers. How many customers are using you now?
1: Yeah, we are, we have, with, uh, more than, uh, a hundred customers. We have, uh, in terms of the teams, we have more than 100 uh, team members across uh, U.S., Europe, um, and yeah, growing at uh, triple-digit triple uh,
0: percent year-over-year. Year. So, so what, what was the growth last year? Are we talking like 100% or 400%? Low-end, but... Okay. <laughs> is it, can we put it right? Is it fair to say you're growing somewhere between 100% and 200% year-over-year? Year? Is that fair? That's fair, yeah. Okay, very good. And, and so walk me through uh, the transition. Why bring in a new CEO?
1: Yeah, as mentioned earlier, I mean, uh, none of us really had experience in, uh, in, in, in a company before uh, starting Smart Assistant. We started Smart Assistant as students, and uh, we had to learn everything by heart. And um, we figured out that, you know, it takes a lot of energy, a lot of pain, uh, if you really uh, need to learn everything by yourselves, and we figured out that there are people out there that have built already multiple companies that have already uh, lots of experience in, in, in scaling a sales team, and um, with this huge amount of growth, you know, obviously that also brings um, that, that's super exciting, but also shows showed us that it was the right time um, to 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 make that transition, and yeah, we're very happy about. Was it part uh, of a
0: round? Was it part of the six million round? No, 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 that okay. was
1: after the round, uh, we uh, went to our board and said, hey guys, uh, we had to convince them actually and say, hey, you know, we really think uh, we have, our, I mean, one thing that I learned as an entrepreneur is that you need to focus on your strengths, yeah? and Uh, I have a lot of strengths in uh, going out there, evangelizing the world and exciting people in building and maintaining a very strong vision. But I'm not necessarily the the best manager out there. I'm not uh, the best, you know, scaling uh, person out there. And um, uh, I'm I'm too excited about our vision and um, working too hard to make that happen. Uh, that I, you know, just because of ego reasons would say, hey, I need to remain as CEO of this company sure. forever. What's um, the team yeah. size today? So we have more than 100, uh, more than 100
0: people. Okay, and so where, where's everybody based?
1: Uh, New York City, uh, London, uh, Vienna, Austria, and Wrocław, uh, Poland from, um, uh, yeah, from uh, west to east.
0: Got it. Okay, good. So, I mean, kind of distributed team then. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. Pretty much better, yeah. And and you mentioned you mentioned your, you did some expansion to Austin, Texas. What was in Austin that you liked?
1: So initially, um, actually, sales we we started in New York right away. Uh, I wanted to set, send my first sales director to Chicago, uh, but she said it's way too cold there. I, <laughs> if you me to go, I'll go to New York, or else I won't go. So I had not a chance to say okay. And uh, in Austin, that was also like um, a fun situation because we hired uh, a girl in Vienna as our first professional services uh, team member for the U.S. market. And uh, she wanted to go back to Austin. And so that was the obvious choice for us to start our professional services uh, team in Austin. And later we figured out that we need to bring the team together and really focused on uh, New York City. We also have Sunnyvale, um, but the core team is, is, is New York.
0: Okay, Top Drive. many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use PostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24 seven support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with hundred dollars in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, but you gotta do it now. Again, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Tell me about
1: churn. Uh, churn, we have uh, a single-figure uh, churn rate uh, in terms of uh, annual churn. Uh, primarily, and that's logo
0: or revenue? Both.
1: So in both areas, it's, it's, it's one-figure one, 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 uh, percentage number uh, year over year. Um, mm. Customers, we see churn. And, and sorry, Mark, is that is that gross or net? Uh, that's uh, our, our gross churn. So we have a positive uh, net retention rate. So, Got it. So uh, our customer is growing quite uh, nicely despite the fact that we churn customers. And churn really clearly comes just from one segment, which is retail. Our early retail customers are in serious troubles at the moment and um, just simply can't pull that strategy off anymore to become their customer's trusted advisor and don't have the manpower and the resources to pull that off. And unfortunately, some of them are also going out of business. And this is where we see the generate coming from.
0: When you look at net revenue retention annually, I mean, how far above 100 are you? Are we talking 105, 110, 130? Yeah, in the range um, 110 plus. Yeah. 110. Plus. Okay, that's great. And most of the expansion revenue, where is that coming from? Is it upselling additional seats or upselling additional products or something else?
1: Um, so, uh, we sell, so we sell with multiple drivers. So we have uh, the advisor starts, so how many people actually engage with Smart Assistant, uh, the amount of countries, the amount of brands. Um, so some of our brand customers like uh, Microsoft, like Canon, like Whirlpool, um, they all typically start small Um uh, For example, in, you know, one country and in a couple of of domains, and then they expand into multiple countries, get more and more users into that, get into more categories. This is how they move on into higher, uh, you know, license buckets.
0: Mm -hmm. And what do you, you know, as you, as you focus on kind of not only driving expansion revenue, but also adding additional customers, what are you currently spending to acquire new customers?
1: Uh, in the past, we really had to go out and we had to evangelize. So we went to events and we told people, hey, uh, you can't compete on price, on product, on location anymore. You need to provide your customers uh, real convenience and an easy way to choose the right product. And uh, we had to, you know, really evangelize actively. And we had we spent a lot of time and energy on events, on outbound sales. And yeah. that uh, brought us quite good growth. No? But now we're really seeing inbound uh, taking off because more and more organizations realize that this is the only way for them to survive and to have a key advantage and benefit in the, in the market today.
0: Yeah, so Marcus, when you look at your fully weighted CAC, what is it, including your internal sales team, any paid expenses, any conference expenses, things like that? I mean, generally speaking, what's your CAC?
1: Um, we. So what I can share with you is that it's uh, the payback time is uh, uh, at around one
0: year at the okay. moment. Got it. And you said your your first year ACV at, is somewhere around ten grand per month, so about one hundred and ten grand, typically one hundred and twelve grand. Sorry, one hundred twenty grand.
1: So um, we we don't share we don't share our ACV, but it's definitely uh, in, in that kind of uh, range.
0: Okay. Well, just to be clear, I'm just I'm repeating numbers you just said earlier. You said earlier that monthly it, it goes between ten grand per month up to hundred grand per month. So minimum, first year ACV would be 10 grand times 12 months, but right?
1: I think The minimum is really zero because we have a freemium product and it starts you can, you can use our freemium product for free or for a couple of hundred. Uh,
0: yeah, but, Sorry, I'm not talking about free accounts. I'm just talking about your, your paid customer accounts, customers.
1: When we look at the, at, at the uh, paying customers uh, annually, uh, it's like um, uh, five figures uh, uh, ACV uh,
0: uh, okay. on it. So, so ten grand per month. What you're saying, ten grand per month, might be a, t- a tad high. But what you're saying is, you do have an enterprise cohort where some of them are paying you way north of five figures per month. But generally speaking, new customers are paying between, call it fifty, 50 and a hundred grand in first year ACV. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Yeah, and 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 more. Yeah. G- got it's, it. I mean, but yeah. sorry, Marcus. An average is only one number, right? So, so again, average can't be. Like this plus yeah. this plus a different yeah. one.
1: We, we we simply don't 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 share that number. But uh, just like I can just tell you the range that our customers, you know, you can start free and it goes up to, uh, yeah, uh, six uh, six. Uh, so. Seven figures annually. Okay, so, f- and,
0: uh, f- fair, yeah. fair enough. talk to, so so payback period sounds like it's pretty healthy uh, uh, at about a year. Um, that's obviously that's obviously good. Um, lifetime value. What do you assume lifetime value is on these guys, and how effective is the lifetime value metric for you in terms of actually guiding the business and marketing?
1: So um, we see that um, uh, the, so the ratio between uh, uh, custom acquisition cost lifetime value is at about uh, eight nine. So we once we have, we have one a customer, they are very loyal uh, and they really grow and, and, and expand and growing into bigger and bigger uh, uh, buckets, uh, which is uh, very healthy. And um, they do that because they really see that um, they, uh, yeah, it works. they see great KPIs. They see that uh, customers uh, have a higher conversion rate, have a higher average order value. Uh, and that they really become more loyal, come back to them again and again.
0: Yeah. Last question here before we move to much easier questions, the famous five and wrap up um, goals for this year. You have a new CEO coming in fast forward to December of this year. What AR goal? If you hit it, everyone's going to be popping champagne. It's a stretch goal, but it would be a big miracle.
1: <laughs> you are trying so many ways to get to numbers. It's amazing. That's what you're famous for, right?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, look, I think numbers are important. There's a lot of people that are just honestly, Marcus full of shit right? Uh, they just are. Uh, I mean, I've read articles before on TechCrunch. you know, we're doing hundred million in revenue, but then I know the CEO and he's, he or she has told me they're not doing anywhere near that. Right. So I like to just cut through it. That's all I'm trying to do. So share what you can.
1: So, um, we will, um, again, I mean, we will be triple digit growth. Uh, we want, uh, we, we are still significantly below the hundred million, unfortunately. But, are you North of
0: 50? Are you between 50 and hundred? <laughs> do, you think yeah, you no. break, do you think you'll break 50 this year? Is it a stretch? Is that a fair stretch goal? No, 2020.
1: No more comment on that. Sorry.
0: Well, how many years do you think it will take you to get past the 50 million mark? That's what I'm curious about.
1: Um, that's definitely a goal that we have uh, set ourselves for the next couple of quarters, but which we, we is not realistic for the next year.
0: Okay, got it. So, yeah, right, yeah. So some, good. so sometime over the next couple of quarters. Well, that's healthy. I mean, that's that's great growth. And look. Thank you for being transparent on that. That helps people go back and they'll go, wow, this guy knows what he's doing. I'm going to listen to more of this episode. I'm actually going to, you know, care more about what he's saying. So I appreciate that. Um, and we could kind of back into that, right? With a hundred customers, right? And you give us an ARPU of, you know, call it minimum 10 grand per month. You can multiply there. And that's a million a month right there. But obviously you're, you're north of that at this point. So healthy growth, healthy economics. Uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book?
1: Good question. Um, I'm, um, um, growing, um, I should have, um, looked at that. Uh, if you don't have one, don't make one up. Just say none. <laughs> I forgot the title. Um, uh, uh, there is like a great book on how to create categories, um, how to really build out new categories, uh, growing bigger, I believe. And, um, that's really, uh, been a book that has been very helpful. Yeah.
0: Right. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
1: Not really, to be honest. I'm more the type of guy who is, you know, going his own, doing his own thing. And um, yeah, I meet great people and love to exchange with them. But I don't have like, you know, a role model that I I admire and that I'm really following
0: uh, on a daily basis. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building a business?
1: Uh, at the moment, uh, it's uh, something super simple. It's uh, Trello, uh, which I just use to really quickly take notes, assign them to the team,
0: um, and yeah. Mar- Marcus, number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night?
1: Um, ideally, I get seven and a half hours of sleep. What uh, do you but- get? <laughs> uh, tonight, I had maybe six. Okay, good.
0: And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kiddos? Um, I'm engaged. Oh, good. So good. But no kids yet.
1: Yeah, I have a kid.
0: How many? One. Just one. Okay, good. So engaged, one kiddo, and how old are you? Uh, I'm 36, I believe. 36. Okay, last question. See, you're, you, if I can't even get your age out of you, which is like an easy <laughs> number, and this is why it's been <laughs> difficult to get any other numbers out of you, right? All right, Number. Uh, last question here. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew?
1: Uh, to be honest... Um, I'm really stubborn. So I'm sure at the age of
0: 20, I. Are you, have been, you're really stubborn. I would never guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I probably wouldn't have listened to, 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 to myself uh, being older, but just what I learned, you know, you need to be super persistent. You need to follow your dream. You need to um, not, not give up uh, lightly. There were so many people who told me, Hey, get yourself a proper job, uh, do something real uh, that will never work. And, Uh, That's the positive side of the stubbornness that uh, we just, you know, uh, went through this, and uh, I and my partners got us through those ten years of darkness uh, to a point where we now have a really quickly growing, very uh, healthy and very promising business. And uh, that's just what I would have also what what I would tell myself um, uh, again and again. But that's anyway in me. So good.
0: There you guys have it. Marcus launched the company in 2006 as an agency. He says, what have told his 20-year-old self, be more persistent. And he was. This agency was growing, growing, growing. Then in 2014, they they turned on a SaaS product, did a small venture round for about 3 million bucks, raised additional 6 million recently. So 9 million total raised. Smart Assistant is basically helping uh, folks, whether it's online or banks, etc., have conversations and do kind of need-based or questions-based selling and support with folks. Uh, scaling and making teams significantly more efficient. They've got a team of 100 People uh, based between New York City, London, Poland, Austria, and other remote locations. Over 100 customers paying north of 10 grand per month. So, well north of 12 million bucks in AR, but south of 50. They hope to cross that maybe in the next couple of quarters, growing 100 to 200% year over year. So, healthy growth. Marcus, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you very much.
1: Great talking to you.